I just would not understand if there's a handful of Republicans who join Democrats who get to determine who's the Speaker of the House is. Who's the Speakers of the House is? That's uh, the now uh, former erstwhile Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, some kind of a day yesterday here in Washington, D.C. More than our usual dose of drama. And a couple of things to talk about surrounding the the ups and downs of Kevin McCarthy's political career of the Republican Party in control of the House of Representatives. And opinions vary, let me say that. Matt Gates, who I know a bit and has been... Um, a guest on the panel on my Newsmax television show a number of times. And I I like Matt Gates, and I think he's a smart guy, and he's a funny guy, and he's and he's fun. And he made his move. Because the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, did not make good on a series of promises, promises he made in order to secure votes to become the Speaker of the House. Important promises having to do with you know washington speak uh, we all we all speak in like cr oh really another cr we all talk crs how about regular order do you discuss regular order around the dinner table because regular order must be restored i'm pounding my fist on the countertop here regular order must be restored and it really ought to be restored and you know 12 appropriations bills it's only required by law but why would the Congress obey the law? They passed the law. That means they don't have to follow or obey the law because they passed it. They can just undo it. Uh, and uh, lots of stuff. I, I got to tell you, Kevin McCarthy allowing the Congress, the House, to, to go on recess for six weeks without passing 12 appropriations bills and then rolling back into this ridiculous CR, uh, you know, congressional resolution and everything's bundled into one and everybody throws their own kitchen sink into it and and uh, everybody gets uh, apparently what they want except the American taxpayers and we keep blowing up the the national debt 33 trillion dollars and growing like Flintstone kids and it just keeps going and going and going and uh, now there's a lot of mayhem mayhem and and while I agree with uh, a great many of the uh, things that uh, Congressman Matt Gates a Republican from Florida uh, is uh, protesting, and I understand. I, uh, I, I've, I've got to think maybe there could have been a better plan in place, maybe a better plan, um, because now there's, uh, you know, the clock is ticking again. I think CNN, who cares, is going to start their countdown clock uh, to the next government shutdown, and little Timmy won't be able to go to Jellystone Park. And, you know, we start the whole thing over again because Washington, D.C. is nothing but a bad cable television show, uh, and it's our form of government. So we've got that going for us. And and I've got a bunch for you on that today. Uh, the the uh, the vacancy where the uh, Speaker of the House um, uh, is now an empty seat. There is an empty seat there where the Speaker of the House is supposed to supposed to sit. Uh, and it was really something. It was the first time in the history of the country. You know, we like it when history is made, right? Uh, and all the Democrats did what the Democrats always do. They goose-step together as they always do. They marshal their troops and they do not deviate because, you know, they're fascists is the, the thing about them. So there are no uh, independent thinkers in the Democrat Party. If only four Democrats had voted with McCarthy, then he'd still be Speaker of the House and we'd be talking about something else right now. 
but uh, they're so crooked. How crooked are they? That they they wear their armbands, they they goose step together in lockstep, and no one deviates from the party line. And and uh, you know they they uh, that's uh, how they work. They're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. They're the real left. Lefty lefties. So we've got that, and every stinking one of them, and I do mean every stinking one of them, uh, voted to get rid of Kevin McCarthy because they like chaos. And if they can make the Republican Party appear to be the party of chaos, then they would burn down the Capitol in order to do that just for one day of good headlines. Uh, So 208 Democrats and eight Republicans voted to expel Speaker Kevin McCarthy from the speakership of the House of Representatives. It's a, uh, a truly remarkable day in politics. And, and uh, again, well, I agree, and there is some point at which you've got to say, uh, enough, enough. You know, oh, just one more cycle, just one more congressional uh, resolution, just one more threat of a government shutdown. Who cares? I love a government shutdown. I wish the government would shut down today. Can we shut down the government today? I think it'd be fun. Just shut the government down. And uh, so we got we got that going. And, I, and there's a lot to talk about, and I want to hear from you on that, naturally. Um, and we are at 888-630-9625. And as I said, opinions vary on this. Uh, again, I like Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates. I agree with pretty much everything that uh, that he has to say about uh, about Speaker McCarthy, who, you know, I've always been, let's say, a little bit tentative about um, he's not the most articulate speaker of the House that the world has ever seen. Uh, but things are, you know, who wants to be a Republican speaker of the House? You're John Boehner, you're Paul Ryan, you're Kevin McCarthy. Doesn't look like a very good job, Republican speaker of the House. Democrat speaker of the House, you know, you just get the bullwhip out, you crack everybody across the back like the Democrats in the old days, and uh, everybody stays in line. Nobody steps out of line with the Democrats. But they created this new rule uh, back in January when uh, Kevin McCarthy became the Speaker of the House. And uh, the, the, uh, lots of new rules. But one of them was that uh, he was forced to agree to in order to get the votes to become Speaker of the House. One of them was that a single member, a single member of the Republican caucus can step up and um, file a motion to vacate, which means kick the, the uh, uh, Speaker of the House out of uh, the speakership. And uh, then all you have to do is get every single Democrat to go along with you and get a few more Republicans, and the speaker is gone. And that's what happened yesterday. It was pretty wacky. That, that is a new rule. It used to be you had to have a whole bunch of people in your caucus be in favor of kicking you out before the motion to vacate uh, would, would carry. Uh, but uh, he agreed to change the rules. Kevin McCarthy agreed to change the rules at the insistence of Matt Gates that uh, only one member of Congress could uh, get the ball rolling with a motion to vacate. More language from Washington, D.C. A motion to vacate? Does that mean you're going to the bathroom or something? What, is it? what does that mean? And uh, uh, just uh, crazy. So we had that going on, and there was a, a great deal of drama. Great deal of drama indeed. In, uh, so I've got, uh, and one of the people that, uh, that voted, there were eight, again, Republicans that voted to kick uh, Speaker McCarthy out. I think he was quite surprised by this. And one of the reasons he may have been surprised is apparently um, Nancy Pelosi said that, that uh, told Kevin McCarthy that she'd have his back. Sucker. I mean, honestly, 
that uh, first thing I thought of was the line in Animal House where, uh, you know, they took uh, Flounders Brothers Lincoln Continental and they went out and wrecked it and uh, crashed it all over the place. And, and then, uh, you know, they had to explain to Flounder, uh, face it, Flounder, you beeped up, you trusted us, right? Because that's what Kevin McCarthy did with uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi said, I'll have your back uh, if, you know, one member uh, uh, files a motion to vacate. I'll take care of you. I got your back. But it turns out, surprise, surprise, this is really hard to believe. She's a lion Sacagawea. She's a lion Sacagawea. She really is. It's uh, n- not really hard to believe if you've been paying attention at all. But she's a major league lion Sacagawea. And Kevin McCarthy just learned that yesterday because he was lied to, uh, deceived, screwed over by Nancy Pelosi. And I don't know why he was so stupid to think that she would honor an agreement because you've honestly got to be got to be demented to think that Nancy Pelosi is going to honor an agreement with you and save you when there is an opportunity for the Democrats to to create chaos in the Republican caucus while they're in charge of the House of Representatives. They will destroy you. They're going to burn your cars out in the parking lot. They you know they're going to they're going to rob your homes while you're at work. There's, you know you trust these people. Uh, that's a that's low IQ theater. I've got to say, um, and he foolishly thought that some Democrats it would have only taken four if four Democrats had moved over and supported him, then he'd still be Speaker. But every single one of them is a goose stepping, armband wearing Democrat Party, uh, you know, uh, tool. That's a multi purpose word tool. So we got that. Now the Republicans that voted against. Uh, uh, Speaker uh, Speaker McCarthy, Matt Rosendale of Montana, Nancy Mace of South Carolina, Bob Good of Virginia, Matt Gates of Florida leading the charge. And again, you know, personally, I, I like him, and I and I think most of what he said is true about Speaker McCarthy. Maybe you wait until after the next 45 days and the next uh, congressional resolution uh, and the next panic about the government closing tomorrow and little Timmy and all that stuff. Uh, but he decided to go now, and uh, he didn't have a lot of backing from other Republicans. Eli Crane of Arizona voted to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. Tim Burchett of Tennessee voted to get rid of uh, Speaker McCarthy. Ken Buck of Colorado who uh, there's a lot to talk about there, and Andy Biggs of Arizona voted to get rid of the Speaker of the House, the Republican Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And that's it. That's it. They voted to get rid of him. And then every single Democrat in the House of Representatives, without deviation, because they're all, they're joined at the genitals or something. I was going to say the hip, but that's uh, that's too trite. So they, uh, honestly, they're in a hot tub, uh, naked, doing mescaline together, uh, all day, every day. That's the Democrat Party. And every single one of them goose-stepped to the, you know, the destruction of the Demo- of the Republican Party, rather, because that's their mission. Uh, and that's their stated mission. And Nancy Pelosi can't be trusted. And, and uh, there you go. So uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, uh, beeped up. He trusted her. And that was, that was a big, big mistake. And I, I'm sure that he sees that now a little too late. So we've got uh, we've got that going on in Washington D.C. Lots of crazy. Kevin McCarthy ejected as House Speaker. Uh, a headline: Panicked McCarthy looks for fire alarm 
the Babylon Bee. That's a pretty funny, uh, funny one. Uh, and uh, also, there are you know there there are efforts all over the place to draft. I think Steve Scalise, uh, who is number two to Kevin McCarthy in the House or was until yesterday. I think that he was, you may remember, shot and nearly killed by a Bernie Sanders volunteer. Bernie Sanders is a socialist, and his volunteer, presumably a socialist too, was on a baseball field to murder every Republican on the baseball field, the whole baseball team. Steve Scalise was shot and nearly murdered. It was a suicide attack by the Bernie Sanders supporter. And Steve Scalise is, uh, is a good, solid conservative and Republican and American and uh, he's a symbol also of Democrat Party political violence. Um, there are suicide attacks. There are murderous rampages. You know, the Democrats. Um, we've got all kinds of interesting things going on with an acting, acting, uh, and acting um, uh, Speaker of the House right now, Patrick McHenry. And there are some interesting elements in there because he, uh, the first thing he did was kick Nancy Pelosi out of a fancy office that she was given as former Speaker of the House. And, and that's uh, pretty darn funny, I've got to say. Uh, one of his first acts as acting Speaker of the House, Representative Patrick McHenry ordered former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, to vacate her being evicted. You're going to put all the boxes out on the street and the curb there, let people loot through them. You know, Democrats will come steal everything you leave on the curb. Nancy Pelosi to vacate her Capitol hideaway office by Wednesday. That's today. Quote, please vacate the space tomorrow, comma. The room will be re-keyed, re-keyed. So I uh, got to say, Patrick McHenry, that's a nice move. High five. That's pretty funny. Uh, she'd do it to you, uh, and then she'd sell, send ricin to your grandmother because that's Nancy Pelosi. She's not on our side. So we got that going for us. <clears throat> Newt Gingrich on the subject. Um, Matt Gates defending himself. Also, Andy Biggs explaining why he voted to uh, to get rid of uh, Speaker McCarthy. I think they, they speak well. Steve Scalise is reportedly making phone calls, trying to round up backers, trying to round up support for for himself to become the next uh, speaker. So we've got that. We've got LGBTQ because Democrats still have men competing as women in sporting events, and some people are are having enough of that. It's uh, and I've got a Monty Python thing for you on that because they're they're so ridiculous. We've got that President Trump uh, with a gag order from a left wing judge because they don't believe in free speech or the Bill of Rights or America. And they will shut down him just like they'll shut down you. We got a big national warning taking place this afternoon. And fast food companies like McDonald's might be in trouble. That and a whole lot more. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now let's go right to the telephones and start talking to the nice people. Let's go to Sean, calling from the great state of Maryland, the Bay State. Sean, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on the air. I'm out here in La Plata, Maryland, and I can articulate for you in 45 seconds the case the mainstream doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> Matt Gates is a hero, and here's why. This entire situation is designed to drive a stake through the heart of the establishment in D.C. It's what no one wants to do, including McCarthy. This is the trick the establishment's been using since the days of Reagan, when he had 100,000 pages on his desk in some stupid omnibus, and he had to do up or down vote, and he said he'd never do it again. Forty years later, they've been doing it every year for 15 years. They put this omnibus, they use these continuing resolutions for the entire spending budget, so you don't get to argue about the spending for crazy things. It's up or down, and then they say, oh, the soldiers aren't going to get paid. That's what this is. The entire establishment's beating the drum like, oh, this is so stupid. It's a, it's a circular firing squad. The Republicans are so dumb. Anytime the entire establishment's beating the drum on one point, you can be sure that they're lying. This is about stopping. As a condition of getting that speaker seat, Kevin McCarthy promised to bring the 15 individual bills to the floor so we could debate the actual spending. That's the only leverage the House of Representatives has. And for him to cave on this 45-day CR and to contemplate yet another omnibus is treason. He deserves to be out on his ear. Matt Gates is a hero, and he should never pay for another beer as long as there's a patriotic American in the room from this day forward. Chris, take it away, buddy. <laughs> Very well done, very well done, Sean. I uh, you you uh, you had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and uh, you you covered a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of stuff there, and and this is going to be hotly debated for years to come. I can assure you, whether this was a, a brilliant move, and I I got to say, you know, at some point it just kind of had to happen. It, at some point, because there was never going to be a point where the Republican caucus said. Uh, you know what, we, because they just had their chance from January until now, and it didn't happen. So, um, you know, you can lead a horticulture. Yes, I'm getting some response. Yes, it was a Dorothy Parker reference. Yes, it was. The famous uh, American uh, writer and uh, occasional humorist Dorothy Parker, uh, New York, New York, you know, your 1920s and 30s and uh, so on. And uh, the, uh, you know, the, the old uh, <laughs> the old saying, you know, there, there are lots of old sayings, uh, but uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. Dorothy Parker, uh, long ago, 100 years ago, was, was asked, so the story goes, anyway, uh, used the word horticulture in a sentence. And she said, uh, you can lead a horticulture, but you cannot make her think. You see, that's the, so you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make a drink. It was a little cleverism uh, from uh, long ago. And when it comes to Congress and uh, the Republicans and the Republican Party, I don't know how many decades, 
How many years have to go by? How many annual budgets have to pass? With the same clown show that I've been making fun of for years and years, I always look forward to a government shutdown. I always say that it's just bad television. It's cable television. It's theater. Uh, It's this fake brinkmanship that we uh, find ourselves in every year, uh, sometimes more than once a year. And, oh, no, a continuing resolution. We, we need a continuing resolution because the government can't function and little Timmy's scout troop won't be able to go to Jellystone if we don't fund the government by midnight on Saturday. And it's all this fake drama. And the reason all that stupidity happens, and it is profoundly stupid, uh, and it happens every year over and over and over again forever, uh, is because the Congress, lazy, stupid, corrupt um, they have, you know, it's, it's made up of a group of individuals who are lazy, stupid, and corrupt, most of them. And then occasionally you, you get a good person in there, but really who would want to be a member of Congress at this point, much less want to be president of the United States at this point. But, uh, that said year after year, say, so, well, they, they get this thing called, uh, uh, regular order. In fact, uh, there's a, a great piece that I brought in today on, on what is regular order and, uh, and it's kind of fun. Uh, I want to share that with you coming up as well. But basically, the uh, the law, Congress passed a law that requires Congress themselves to pass an actual budget every year. And in order to uh, pass that budget before the new fiscal year begins on October 1st, they must pass a budget, which never happens. Uh, and in order to pass the budget, you have to have <clears throat> individual appropriations bills that deal with uh, all of the various areas of government funding. And uh, we just stopped doing that long ago. And then uh, we create this fake drama, this fake crisis, and it's all fake. And people should be in handcuffs for what they do to the country year after year with this stupidity. Um, And we find ourselves doing it over and over and over again. And, and, you know, honestly, Matt Gates came in and, and cut a deal uh, with uh, the incoming speaker at the time, who may or may not have become speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and said, okay, well, I mean, I'll vote for you, and all these other people will vote for you for speaker, and you'll become <clears throat> speaker of the House, but you've got to make a, a series of promises here. And promise number one, you will restore, right, regular order. And we will have the 12 appropriations bills as required by law. And once again, that didn't happen this year. And they took six weeks off, basically the whole month of August plus two weeks, and they're away from Congress. Instead of being uh, in Washington, putting together the appropriations bills and restoring regular order, pulling the bills together and putting them through committee, which is how Congress is supposed to work, but doesn't. And it is a big part of the the fundamental dysfunction in Washington, D.C. He also, uh, Kevin McCarthy, cut deals with Republicans that he would not allow, um, he would not allow uh, votes to pass, uh, put uh, votes up, uh, uh, bills up for votes, rather, if he knew that he was going to rely on more Democrat votes than Republican votes. That was a promise he made. I will not put bills through Congress that require more Democrat votes than Republican votes, or will get more Democrat votes than than Republican votes. And yet he did that. In fact, the continuing resolution was that they were supposed to um, 
pass a balanced budget amendment since we're $33 trillion in debt and it would take us more than a million years to pay it off if we were actually paying it off, which we're not. Also, they were supposed to take up term limits. Didn't take up term limits. Didn't follow through on the promise that he would only pass bills with more Republican votes than Democrat votes. Didn't go for the balanced budget amendment, right? Didn't do these things that he had promised. And just restoring regular order and having 12 appropriations bills. Good idea. And not going to continuing resolutions. CRs, we call them CRs because everybody has to speak government stupid, right? And Kevin McCarthy didn't make good on those promises, which are big and many, and their promises. Now, should Matt Gates have taken a different avenue, a different path? Should he have waited for the next continuing, re- continuing resolution in, in 40, 45 days? Because it's going to happen again. And then say, hey, wait. I mean, honestly, it's Charlie Brown and the football. It's, uh, it's Animal House. And... How many times are we, the American people, supposed to be suckered by this BS in Washington being peddled by people who, who say things uh, and uh, you know make promises and, and then don't make good on their promises? For how many years, for how many decades is this supposed to go on? Some people, a small number of people, had had enough. And of the eight Republicans, you know, a couple of them have kind of uh, fishy standing in the midst of all of this, too. Uh, and also, I think that Matt Gates uh, doesn't love being in Congress, doesn't really think that he's going to make a career out of it, spent his whole life on Capitol Hill being a House member and a senator because he's just, it, it, it doesn't seem to be his uh, thing, you know? And, and that's kind of the way it's supposed to be with members of Congress. You're supposed to go and serve for a while, then go back to your real life, and run your business and raise your family and be a normal person back in your home state rather than making a career out of riding around in the back of limousines and being feted by lobbyists and, and then lying to everybody and slow rolling the American people year after year, decade after decade, till we're $33 trillion in debt and we go belly up and everybody's living in a cardboard box on the sidewalk instead of just, you know, a million and a half people as we have now. Another thing I want to get into today, if we can, is... Uh, there's, there's a little bit of movement. It's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. that's pushing it and some people jumping on the bandwagon that it's time to, I've been talking about it for a long time, it's time that uh, we put people in mental institutions, all the mental people who are out on the sidewalk stabbing people in the neck and murdering them as we had uh, the video surfaced yesterday, and the other lunatic in a dress, the man in a dress going around bashing people's heads in with a hammer uh, because the Democrats, and for that matter, the Republicans, said, hey, let's take all our mentally ill people and throw them out on the sidewalk to fend for themselves and see what happens. All right, well, we've tried that and we've seen what happens. Now it's time to reopen, rebuild mental institutions and throw people into them involuntarily because they belong there for the sake of civilization and a civil society. That's uh, something I've, I've been talking about for a long time and now... Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and a couple of other people talking about it as well. And it's it's overdue. Our cities are open-air insane asylums, open-air loony bins, and it's time that we had some leadership anywhere. Do we have any leadership anywhere? Honestly. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the phones. And I've got uh, I got a bunch of audio to get to also, but 
Uh, this is a story where I want to hear from you and uh, and talk to you as as well. And you know, I know not everybody's going to agree with what I have to say, and that that's fine. It's a, you know, it's a it's a circumstance where <laughs> not everybody's going to agree, um, and that's good because we're America, so we uh, we discuss these things out in the light of day. The left doesn't, you know, they impose gag orders because they're fascists. They're the left. They're not liberals. Now, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Melvin, calling from Macon, Georgia, home of the Macon Whoopies. Melvin, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning. And uh, I've called in before, and it's really outside of Macon. I really I claimed Macon years ago whenever it was uh, more conservative and not anymore. So I'm, I'm out in the boondocks uh, from there. Uh, some of the things that I was listening to you on, which is so point on, is yeah, if you started putting them in mental institutions, you'd have to um, put a net around Washington first, like the House, the Senate, and the White House, and uh, let them go for a blow, literally. And um, that's one thing. The other thing is, I hear what you're saying about Matt Getz, and I do think uh, with McCarthy, there was a different way to do it. But once again, it seems like the Republicans um, continue to play Russian roulette with a full chamber. You can't miss they, they take one step forward and about 20 steps backwards. When they're making progress, it's like we've got to put the proverbial turd in the punch bowl and uh, and do that. Well, it seems like there's no punch in the bowl left because there's just one big one, okay? And uh, and I'm not saying that degradingly, but... No, that's, that's good stuff. And in the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. by our screw-ups, by losing the Senate... How many trillion dollars did we go backwards because the Democrats on their their mad hatter spending when, once again, we were playing Russian roulette with a full chamber in the state of Georgia? It cost us how many trillion dollars? And right now, with the crime in the streets, the illegals coming across the border, the fentanyl that's killing our Americans, all these other issues, I wish that they would have gone behind closed doors and worked this out. But as you stated, the liberals are lockstep. I don't call them fascists. I call them communist, fascist, Marxist, socialist. That that sums them up because there's a little bit of each ingredient in the witch's brew. That's where I'm basically going with it. I agree with you in some areas. And like I said, I just wish, I wish they would have come across and done something better than what they're doing right now. Um, right now, we had a lot on the forefront with the impeachment and trying to work illegals and trying to have a united front. And it seems like we've gone backwards again. That's basically where I'm coming from, sir. And, and I greatly appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a devout listener to your show and I totally concur with the majority of things you say, I guarantee you. Well, I thank you very much, uh, Melvin. And look, this is a complex, uh, situation that, uh, that, uh, was created yesterday and there's going to be a lot of disagreement about it, uh, to be sure, and about the timing and the planning or the lack thereof, uh, and whether it was well executed or not, whether it's necessary. I, I, I think that oh, yeah, it's necessary to kind of blow the thing up. And, and uh, hey, how about uh, restoring regular order? Let's get back to a budgeting process as God intended uh, to have our budgeting process and that is that bills go through committee, uh, that uh, they're uh, debated in, in uh, uh, committee room hearings in the light of day. Uh, they make their way through the process. We have appropriations bills, 12 of them as required by law. We have the budget in on time instead of these fake little crises every fiscal year at least. 
And uh, I'm, you know, I'm annoyed by and sick and tired of the the repetitive stupidity of Washington, D.C., this annual ritual where we do the same idiotic thing over and over again. And and at some point, honestly, people have been talking about it and talking about it for years and years and years, and nothing ever happens. Hey, we got the speakership back. Oh, he promised to restore regular order. He promised to have 12 appropriations bills. He promised they'd go through committee, as is required by law and as, as uh, you know, American custom and tradition, and it's how we do things, and it's... And it's how we, you know, keep the kitchen sink and the garage and the 67 Corvette from being thrown in every year uh, where everybody gets all their goodies thrown in. And I heard, uh, who was it? It was uh, Stephen Miller uh, this morning or last night. Um, you know, uh, Stephen Miller, Trump uh, person. And he's a serious conservative and everything. And he's saying, just go with the, you know, look, the Democrats made it this way. Just go with the continuing resolution and throw in everything you want. And I'm like, well, that... You just fell into the trap there. You just fell into the crevice that we're trying to avoid where you do what they're doing, which happens a lot, because they're getting away with it, you know, like ballot box stuffing and mail-out ballots and, you know, the Democrats do all this corrupt stuff. And then uh, what we conclude as conservatives is, well, we've got to do the same thing or we're going to be the big losers in this. And then we fall into the trap. Now we're doing what they're doing. We're stuffing ballot boxes where, you know, we're harvesting ballots. But hey, they harvest ballots. It's legal. We've got to do it or we're going to lose. So we start harvesting ballots, right? Um, Hey, it's a continuing resolution. They're throwing in the kitchen sink and every dream that they've ever had is in there. We've got to do the same thing to get everything we want. And then we're $33 trillion in debt and we're all just yelling at each other and throwing beer bottles at each other. And we're not getting any smarter. We're not getting any better. We're leaving a disaster for the next generation. Uh, and I think, you know, at some point, it would be nice if some grown-ups took over. Remember that term, grown-up, grown-ups? Have the grown-ups take over? Have the adults in the room? Are there any adults left in the room? Honestly. Because I'd like to see, I'd like to see our government run as it is intended, and I'd like to see uh, leaders who are interested in reducing the national debt and not just growing it every stinking year, as we're doing this year, by multiple trillions of dollars, because, you know, that's, that's a big word in Washington, unsustainable. That's unsustainable. But we keep doing it, and our political leaders just do it again year after year. Hey, you've only got another year to get it right next time, are you going to get it right next time? And decades go by, and there are never any grown-ups in the room. And, you know, Matt Gates is, on some level, one of the teenagers in the room, but he finally put his foot down and said, enough, enough, enough. And I don't know if there's any other way to do it. I think uh, it should have been, there should have been a plan in place. There wasn't. And giving the Democrats this victory to create chaos in the Republican caucus. And then the news media jumps in and does their part, of course. I think maybe a plan would have been a good idea. Now, <clears throat> listen, when I say when I say that uh, Matt Gates should have had a plan, you're going to make this move, should have had a plan. Here's what I'm talking about. And I'm going to play some Stephen Miller talking about this very uh, same thing, should have had a plan. But here's my thinking when I when I say you should have had a plan. 
if you're going to, um, you know, uh, uh, let the balloon go up and, and you're going to say, I'm going to take out the Speaker of the House, here's what I would have done. Let's just say if it were me. Um, okay, uh, I got the Democrats are going to help me, but I'm going to be using them instead of them using me to create chaos in the Republican caucus. I'm going to use them to remove the, uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. And then guess what? I've got a, I've got a plan. And, uh, and I've already rallied the votes. I've already rallied the votes for, let's just say, uh, randomly, Byron Donalds. I like Byron Donalds. And, uh, and it just could be uh, five other people. Uh, Byron Donalds is my man. He's going to come in, and he's going to be elected the same day Speaker of the House. We're going to make him Speaker of the House the same day. And then that same day, you bring at least one bill into the Congress, and you pass it right away. And then before the close of business, you've got, wow, the Speaker of the House was removed. A new Speaker of the House was installed. And they've already gotten to work passing bills. And this one is amazing. He's restoring regular order to the Congress where bills have to go through committees. We're going to have 12 appropriations bills. We're going to start passing them. McCarthy actually passed several uh, bills. uh, And he deserves credit for the bills that he did get through. But, however, comma, and 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 if I were running this rodeo yesterday, I would want to have not like, hey, look, I got the votes to kick him out. You know, I don't like him very much and I uh, got some issues. But uh, I would, uh, you know, just for the sake of the party and the country and and for the process in Washington. All right. He's gone. Let's say the next day today. We got a new speaker in today because I've arranged for all this stuff and we're already passing bills. Then America would say, Wow. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.